0: Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Sunday on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Point Spread Sunday. Holden Kushner from the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Uh, I work with Veasan to do a sports betting show solely focused. On the Colorado market here, betting market, Broncos, Nuggets, college football, college basketball. We'll start talking some abs as well. You get a shot and you're interested in betting some Colorado teams. Why don't you gloss over it a little bit? uh, Listen and subscribe to the Denver CityCast. My name is Holden Kushner. I am so happy to be hanging out with you today here on Visa, the sports betting network, as we're going to recap a couple of games from yesterday are the two games from yesterday. And then we're going to move on and uh, we'll preview today's game. Got a couple of guests, including my buddy, uh, JJ Apresina from run Pure Bets. We'll run down his bets from today. But first, let's just talk about what happened yesterday. It was uh, a complete debacle by Jerome, Jerome Boger. I like the Jerome Boger crew normally. Uh, but we'll start with this Vegas-Cincinnati game. Uh, and it was a, it was a mess from Boger. And you looked at the touchdown pass and you know, this, if you watch the game, you look at the touchdown pass from burrow to Tyler Boyd, and there was a whistle blown right in the middle of the play or at the end of the play. And I personally, I personally feel like there was, there was a couple of Raiders that kind of gave up on it. And I wonder if that would have made a difference on that play. Nonetheless, Here's my thoughts on this. It was a play in the middle of the game. You've got a lot of other opportunities to come back and win, but that was a big one. Let me read exactly rule seven, section two, parentheses M. Man, that's that, That's what the NFL says that the rule is when an official sounds his whistle erroneously with the ball still in play, the ball becomes dead immediately. Okay. So we know that here was the issue after this game, The referees would not admit that the whistle came during the play. You know, the the referees had to make a statement. The National Football League had to make a statement. And what happened? They said that it came after the play. I don't know what they were watching. I don't know why they won't take accountability on this. But that's absolutely unacceptable. Anyways, let's move past that. Vegas had six walk-off wins. They got inside the 10 yesterday, right down the stretch. It didn't work out for them. Uh, car is now Owen 6, and temperatures below 30 degrees. So that's one game. As far as bets in that game had a bet live. Um, we hit Zay Jones, I think over yards and that was it, uh, two bets from the Patriots and the bills though. And this was a really interesting one. I was not expecting a blowout. Were you, I mean, this was an absolute dismantling. And after I saw Josh Allen take the first two possessions down the field, uh, and just shove it in the end zone, I had to say to myself, this is going to be a blowout because Sean McDermott, if you remember during that win game that they had 42 days ago, but who's counting, Do you remember that, after the game, McDermott was upset, and he basically said, you know, uh, uh, Bill Belichick, he's just another guy, okay, and to me, it was time for the Bills to make that statement, and they did yesterday. Now, I split the bets. So the first one that I want to talk about here is the Patriots. I thought the Patriots in a divisional game, and I talked to Josh Applebaum about this uh, earlier in the week. You know him if you if you know Veasan. We talked about this, and it was a divisional game. He's got a great system, by the way. Big fan of Josh, and and we went back and forth, and his system kind of shaded toward the Patriots. My process. Shaded toward the Patriots too. Again, a divisional game. I do wonder how much the game changes if Micah Hyde doesn't make that spectacular interception because it was a dime. I mean, that was a dime from Matt Jones to Jacoby Myers. Yeah, beautiful, but nonetheless, uh, the Patriots just could not bounce back from that. And and you just felt what was it? Thirty one years. Thirty one years for the Bengals. It's just been forever since the Bills won a playoff game and they, the fans just let out and it was amazing. We're talking about what five degree weather there. And it didn't seem like anybody left that game by the end of the game. So here were my two bets. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the process. Once again, uh, team's meeting for the third time, lower total divisional game, Bill Belichick. I thought that the Patriots going to be a lot better than they were. That was an L um, the, the one thing that I loved about this game was Josh Allen and his rushing prop. And we'll get to Kyler Murray later today. We'll get to Dak Prescott today. And I had it, I hit it right at the open, 39 and a half rush yards. This thing got up to 47 and a half, and it hit very easily. I believe it hit in the first, in the first quarter. So talk about the loss with the Patriots. I'll be very transparent on my bets here. But once you get to the playoffs and, and my guest coming up in a few minutes is going to, uh, discuss this too because he kind of got me onto this. Once these guys, these mobile quarterbacks, get to the playoffs, there's no longer, let's just slide and get down. There, there's no longer, okay, I can sit in the pocket for an extra second or I can ex- extend this play with my feet. These guys tuck the ball and they are going to take the contact if they have to. And if they don't, they're going to run out of bounds. This is no longer regular season. Now the Super Bowl is on the line. A trip to the Super Bowl is on the line. So I think what you're going to see again today, you'll see Kyler Murray do the same thing. Prescott who's really not known as as a runner. He'll probably do the same thing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, is he going to need to rush for 19, 20 yards today? That would be the one I'll look at and we could discuss a little bit later on. But again, the lesson I take from this, Josh Allen, first quarterback, tuck and run. And that's what we got from that game. Now, we do have three magnificent games coming up on this Sunday. Super Wild Card Weekend. I love Wild Card Weekend. Let's can we keep the Super Wild Card Weekend? Can we keep the seven teams from both conferences just going forward? Oh, competitive balance. We, we've got too many teams in the playoffs. There's 14 teams, just 18. I, I don't care. I, I really don't care. I absolutely love this. It's going to be beautiful in Denver today where I am. It's going to be mid-50s, which is perfect weather here. The sun's strong. You get a cool breeze. I'll be stuck on my butt here watching three football games, just like you probably will as well. So here are the lines. we got the Eagles visiting the Bucks. This game opened Tampa Bay uh, minus eight and a half, the total at 48 and a half. And I think when it's all said and done, there is a big advantage for the Eagles right now. You say the Eagles, right? What are you talking about? The Eagles, the Eagles should get blown out of this game. As you see the numbers up there right now, minus eight. So, you know, the hook is gone. Looking at this one, when you have the, the rain doesn't concern me too much. Okay? Tom Brady's used to this. He's played in so many bad weather games. Usually it's cold. This is going to be a wet weather game. Brady, I watched a couple of his press conferences. He's talking about they're practicing with with wet footballs. I'm not worried about Tom Brady. You shouldn't be worried about Tom Brady. But the one factor that does concern me about the Bucks today. Well, two of them. First of all, no Leonard Fournette. And even if Fournette played, and I'm going to get a whole bunch of refunds because I had Fournette under rushing, receiving, under rushing, under receiving. That hamstring, no matter what, soft tissue injury, lower body, that hamstring was not going to be good enough for him to be productive today. And obviously, that's what happened. So, Kishon Vaughn is going to get the carries. But the wind is what's freaking me out here. Because Tom Brady, without really a running game, I could see Tom Brady going over his passing, uh, passing attempts propped. You know, say so he could throw 50 times today and that team could be in the lead. Okay. But we got wins. We got big wins. We got winds 17 to 20 miles an hour and gusts up to 30. And I, over the years, I have done significant research on this. Now I could say there's a 1%, there's a 3%. There is a, there is a noticeable decline in passing yards once you get above 20 miles an hour with the winds. So 15 miles an hour, that's kind of the the number where it's a cutoff. And I'm not worried about uh, the quarterback not reaching uh, or, or hitting the receivers because of the wind. So as I dive into this game deeper after the break, I'll say this, uh, this wind is going to level the playing field just a little bit. now, to me, perfect weather, the Bucks. Brady goes out, No, you know, he's 38 for 50, throws four touchdowns, la-da-dee, la-da-da, everything's great. Mm, not feeling quite as great about it right now uh, for them to cover the eight. Uh, I do not have a side in this game. I do have some bets, and we'll talk about those. Niners-Cowboys, the 430 game, it's going to be monster game. Public team, Cowboys, obviously, this thing opened at three, so now it's uh it, it's Dallas, uh three and a half minus three and a half, was waiting for the hook, got the hook. We'll discuss that one. Total 49 and a half at the open. I could see this thing, you know, easily hitting the 50s. And then the Steelers and the Chiefs, the night game here, and this open Kansas City. Minus 11 and a half. I saw it at 12 and a half this morning. So some more money coming in on another. Well, we got two really public teams facing each other, the Steelers and the chiefs. Nobody's giving the Steelers any shot. Come on. Are you giving the Steelers a shot? Now maybe you take the 12 and a half points though here in the playoffs, uh, the total 46 and a half Kansas city is really going to have to be the team Uh, to do the majority of the work because noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be pushing the ball down the field. This is going to be Steelers defense, which cannot stop the run going up against Patrick Mahomes, who's now patient, picking apart the zone, picking apart, picking apart uh, defenses that want to play two safeties deep. I think he's figured it out. I think he's figured it out. And the numbers bear that out. Okay. We'll come back. I'm going to dig really deep into this Eagles Bucks game, and I'll give you some plays that I have from it. And there's one Bucks receiver that I absolutely love coming up in this first game on Sunday. My name is Holden Kushner, host of the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, and this is visa the Sports Betting Network.
0: This is Point Spread Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting
2: Network. First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit v slash horses for details. Get the bonus code VEGAS1000. and welcome back. It is point spread Sunday. My name is Holden Kushner from the Denver city cast presented by bet rivers. It is a, uh, a show that is backed by VEASAN. And what I do is talk Denver sports, Colorado sports, Broncos nuggets, avalanche. I guess we'll talk some Rockies, bad baseball team, whole bunch of college sports as well. You ever thinking of betting on a Colorado team? Check it out. Denver city cast presented by bet rivers. That is the podcast. Okay. It is time to get into game number one here on super wild card Sunday. God, I love it. super wild card Sunday. I feel like you've got to say it in a monster truck voice going forward. Anyways, Eagles at bucks. Here we go. Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. The total here is 48. Um, that's where everything opened up. couple of trends for you. And by the way, not a huge trends guy. Uh, you could say it's a betting system. If you want to use a betting system here, It's really got to be something that has happened very recently um, in order for me to pay attention to a trend. So Philadelphia, six and two straight up in its last eight game. Okay. Tampa Bay one and six in its last seven against the NFC East. It gets the spread. Okay. And the over is four and one in Philly's last five games. So to me, let me just talk about my process real quick. If you're using any of these, like Philadelphia, They've won six of the last eight games straight up. All right, good luck, because they have not played anybody, and they have not played anybody the caliber of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay won in six against the spread, last seven against the NFC East. And then the over four and one in Philly's last game. Now, guys, back of the studio, I'm glad you put this up here. I'm glad you're using this. I'm not poo-pooing. I'm just saying... That for me, I don't use this stuff. There are a lot of betters that do. So, the over four and one in Philly's last five games. Well, what is that? How do we apply that today with heavy winds, with gusts up to the 30s? I, I just can't use it as much. Uh, so, here's some notes that I have on this game, and then we'll get into the player props too. And I got some bets in this game too. Uh, Tom Brady has succeeded in this weather, it, and usually the bad weather games that he has played in have been cold and then cold and wind today. We're going to have some warmth. We're going to have some rain and we're going to have 17 to 20 mile an hour consistent winds with 30 mile an hour. gusts. that's a lot. Um, As far as passing game production, 15 to 20 miles an hour, slight decrease, you know, 20, 25 miles an hour, big time decrease, 30 mile an hour gusts. You could be in trouble unless you got the wind to your back. I mean, people always say, oh, the wind, it's, it's awful all the time. Well, as a whole, as a whole, the wind does knock down quarterback production, but there are times you get that 15 to 20 behind you, you get a 30 mile an hour gust. That's going to help the deep passing game. That's the first thing. Second of all, these are two teams that are completely opposite each other, completely Tampa Bay threw the the ball 731 times this year. Like, how is TB12's arm still there? 731 times. Nobody did more than that during the regular season. On the other hand, Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia head coach, I'll never forget this. First seven games of the season, he said, oh, Jalen Hurts, let's just use this guy's arm, throw the ball down the field. And that is not what Jalen Hurts is good at. Jalen Hurts is good at running. Philadelphia is great at running. So, league low, 494 pass attempts for the Eagles. Uh, Also, second most carries in the NFL for the Eagles. Second fewest carries in the NFL for the Bucs. So, keep that in mind if we're talking about rushing props. Leonard Fournette out. Levante David, Shaq Barrett in. Huge, huge, huge return for those two because you're going to need your linebackers when you're facing the Philadelphia Eagles who just— love to run the football. Okay. Six regular season games for the Eagles against teams that finish with double digit wins. This is a trend that I like Eagles. 0 six against the teams against the teams that had double digit wins. Does that mean the bucks are going to cover? Eh, I don't know about that, but they also lost. By 13.3 points in those games, so keep that in mind. I do think that the rain is going to even out the playing field just a little bit. A couple other things that are going on in this game, I've been paying attention to: the Eagles' offensive line finally healthy, finally healthy. Um, the problem is, is on the other side of the ball, their defense. This is just a bad matchup for them. Uh, the defense they gave up the highest completion rate in the national football league at 69.4%. A couple other things that are going on in this game. Okay. Um, I think that there is a chance for Tom Brady and his tight end core specifically Gronkowski, but also Cameron Bray. There is an opportunity for these guys to go absolutely bananas against the Philadelphia defense. You say, why, why is it the tight ends? Well, a couple things. First of all, no Antonio Brown, no Chris Godwin. If you look back at Tom Brady's numbers through this season, and even back to last year, he is significantly not as good as he is with Antonio Brown on the field more than anybody else. Believe it or not, Antonio Brown had the biggest impact on Tom Brady's numbers when he was in there significantly better when he wasn't, the numbers came down a little bit. Obviously Godwin is, is a big loss too, but that's where Tom Brady is. He's got no running game. He has no Antonio Brown. He's got no Chris Godwin. That's big, but what does he have? He has Mike Evans who hopefully that hamstring is a little bit better He's going to be able to be productive today. I expect Mike Evans to be productive. The problem is he's got Darius Slay on him. Mike Evans, anytime touchdown plus 125, looking pretty good to me right now. Don't think I put that on the sheet yet. But here's what I love about this the tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bright. The Eagles gave up an NFL high 107 receptions to the tight end position. 107 over 17 games. You do the math. I'm really bad at math. I'll go with eight. I'm not going to go use a a calculator right now, but that's about where we are. They also give up 14 touchdowns to tight ends, almost won a game astronomically uh, bad against the tight end position. So here's my bets from this game. And I hit this one pretty early at 56 and a half. It's sitting at 58 and a half yards. I'm going to go Rob Gronkowski over 58 and a half receiving yards, but hold on. You talked about the win. I'm Not worried about it. The, the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest tight end of all time, just have this special connection. I love the fact that Tom Brady last week uh, stayed in the game purposefully just to get Gronk one more catch so he can get his $1 million bonus. Come on Gronk. you didn't even invite Tom Brady out for that though. That's that's a little disappointing. Uh, the next one, same game parlay, single game parlay, whatever you want to call it. love this one. So I, I, I took the box minus two and a half. We'll just you know we'll take the six points there we'll tease it We'll just do a one game teaser down to two and a half just in case the bucks don't cover this thing. Then Gronkowski over 58 and a half yards and a Gronk anytime touchdown I found that at plus 335. so again a bucks win minus two and a half. Gronk over 58 and a half, and I discuss why I like that, and I'll discuss it again. 14 touchdowns, 17 games. Gronk anytime touchdown plus 335. If you really want to get a little crazy, you can go Cameron Brate too, because Cameron Brate will be a target in the red zone and in the end zone for Tom Brady. Think about that for a minute too. Um, the other two bets that I absolutely love. And again, I'm going to get my rebate. <laughs> They'll throw it back in my account. Anything under on Leonard Fournette. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to run against the Eagles. It's going to be tough to run against the Eagles with Kishon Vaughn. So during the break, as the more I think about this, I'm going to go look up the, um, the completions and the attempts for Tom Brady. Because it's just setting up for a beautiful game from him, despite the fact that there's some wind. There's only a couple of guys that it doesn't concern me too much about the conditions. I mean, if these were 40 to 50 mile an hour wins like that Bill's Patriots game, okay, then I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm not freaking out about it right now. I'm not worried about it whatsoever. So under Lenny Fournette, that doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to check out the props on Tom Brady, completions, pass attempts, and I'm all about the Gronk today. All about the Gronk today, big one for him. So next, my friend, my coworker at Run Pure Bets, JJ Apresina, he has been, well, all right, he's been running numbers since he was like six years old, to be perfectly honest with you, okay? He was born into this, into the betting world. His dad is one of the better bettors that I've ever known in my life. And J.J.'s going to come on and give us his best picks for the day, not only from the, the Bucks game with the Eagles, but we'll go around the NFL. And I think he's got something on the Cowboys, too, on the Cowboys' side. So, J.J., joining me next, I'm Holden Kushner, and this is VEASAN, THE Sports Betting Network.
0: Sunday on
2: VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game, Big Dance special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now until April 5th for only $69. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails which i get every single day i absolutely love it plus it says denver citycast at the bottom of it Uh, plus you get full access to visa.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game it's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year visit vson.com backslash big deal to sign up today. Point spread Sunday on VEASAN, the betting network. Holden Kushner hanging out with you from the Denver City Cast. Continuing our coverage here on Super Wild Card Sunday. Three games today. And uh, as my mother uh, called him, Uncle Drunkle. Uh, you can find him at Uncle Dunkle on Twitter. He is my friend. I've known him for a few years. I don't know how to say his last name, so we'll just call him JJ or J-Jizzle or whatever you want to call him. JJizzle jizzle with Run Pure Bets. Hello, JJ. I know you can't stand that name. Too bad. Welcome to Veasan.
1: Holden, what's going on? Yeah, any any names I'm good with, I uh, I can care less. I'm not I'm not like other folks, you know. Any, any name you want to use, good on my end.
2: Yeah, it's great. They well, they tried to find a picture of you, JJ, and all they could find was you in a clown outfit. So maybe you could try and be a little respectable next time you're coming on Veasan.
1: <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, Holden, we, I, we always go back to our roots. The clown gear is my yeah. roots.
2: And all we care about is if you pick winners or not. So let's go through today's games, if that sounds good to you. Uh, Eagles and Buccaneers, what we're going to start with. you got winds between 17, 20 miles an hour, gusts up to 30 miles an hour. But it is Tom Brady. And what he does best is what the Eagles do the worst, which is stop the pass. Um, th- this could be a long day for the Eagles. But my question for you would be, does the weather level the playing field just a little bit with it wet and windy?
1: I'd argue the weather makes things even worse for Philly. Um, you know, the, really? the wind, it looks like it's going to be, as you mentioned, about 17 to 20. Nothing like crazy, no like crazy tornado warnings, anything like that. But I will tell you that at least, you know, with Brady, and he is having some continuity issues with his, with his weapons. Um, but at least, you know, you're going to get an accurate ball from him. I think Jalen Hurts, the, the, the lone downside you could say on him this year is he misses a lot of open uh, routes, especially uh, on the side, uh, near the sidelines. Um, and don't get me wrong, he, he goes down the scenes uh, once in a bit to uh, to Dallas Goddard, but for the most part, um, you'll watch him make big plays, and then you'll watch him miss a lot of easy ones, and uh, the win's not going to help that today.
2: No, it's not. So let's get into the side and the total first. Uh, do you have any plays here in this game that you're feeling comfortable with? Again, side and total only. I'm seeing Tampa Bay minus eight and a half, total 48 and a half, and it might have come down a little bit recently, too. Uh so give me your thoughts on the side and total Eagles at the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. As far as the side goes, I think this will go a few different ways. It wouldn't even surprise me if, if the game played close throughout and, and Tampa pulled away late or Tampa pulled away early and, and Philly backdoored. But I will tell you this, I, I do like the first half over. Twenty three and a half, plus one oh five, um and even minus one oh five pinning your books. Um I know a lot of people are talking about this game going under um, and because of the wind and, and you know, the, the dampness, if you will. Well, precipitation looks like it'll be fine. I think the weather kind of died down a bit in that respect. But, of course, there will be the wind. My issue is, is Tampa Bay, since Brady's taken over the helm, has been a nut first half over team. Um, not even just with their offense, with their defense. The, the team, for whatever reason, does not play as good defense in the first half as they do in the second half. And I think in a game where, you know, you expect some good scripted plays from, from Tampa uh, to come out early, uh, again, this is another, another year where they're they're in the top three in, in points per first half. Um, and then Philly, while they don't get off to quick starts often, uh, their defense is, is certainly vulnerable early on, and, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if we can get a 10, uh, a 10 spot on the board from Philly and a 14 spot from Tampa um, in the first half. But I do think you're going to see offense, uh, whether Philly tries to run the ball, uh, or establish the run, which is going to be the big part of this game, right? it I mean, ultimately, Philly's mm-hmm. the best running team in the NFL statistically, um, and Tampa's just not as elite as they've been up front stopping the run. They're good this year, very good, uh, but they're not as elite as they've been the past four to five years. Uh, all in all, I like points to happen in the first half, so I got that over twenty-three and a half.
2: If you would like to go back and watch this segment, they found your high school yearbook picture. You're in a. Uh, what, what are you in here? You're in a, a suit. And a tie and you're just looking at the camera smiling like that do you remember taking that yearbook picture about 40 pounds lighter and uh, with a lot more hair
1: <laughs> i'd have to i'd have to look at it because there's a picture of, of me in a suit around but that's not yeah. uh, that that wasn't for high school uh but oh, that no, no. picture you're seeing no, that was probably about taking yeah. about
2: It's, it's you. It's not a clown suit either. Let's get into player props. (laughs) Um, So during the break, I almost talked myself into a bet here. So you got Kishon Vaughn, Gio Bernard's coming back. Uh, This running game, you got Tom Brady throwing more than anybody else in the national football league during the regular season. Um, And then the Eagles give up almost 70% completion rate, which is absolutely abysmal. So I expect Brady to use the pass quite a bit this week. I want to get your thoughts on that. Obviously, if you think they're going to score a lot of uh, a lot of points, you do too. 38 and a half passing attempts, 26 and a half passing completions. And I'm not saying, "Hey, I, I love this bet either way." Uh, uh, that's what I want to hear from. I want to hear from you. Is that the path for the Bucks today?
1: Yeah, I personally I would personally if you're if you're looking at those two, I personally prefer that completions number just because, as you said, I think that it, it, a lot of underneath stuff should be open for, for Brady. I think Philly's going to do their best to stop anything over the top. Um, and I think you're going to get a lot of underneath stuff from from Bray. I know he doesn't have his, his typical check-down guy in net, um, but you but know, long serviceable for sure. Um, and, yeah, out of those two, hold on, I would prefer the completions number versus the attempts number in the event you just you just uh, avoid you know a negative game script where the Bucks go up big and they they just start to lean on the run. But with that said, they're a lot like Buffalo in that sense, Holden. You know, as you know, uh, Tampa doesn't put their foot on the brakes on their own offense. So even with big leagues late, we've seen Brady throwing the ball downfield. Um, needless to say, I prefer that completion is non-diversity attempts.
2: Okay, and you're not going to bet either one of them, but that's fine. I just wanted to bring that up. Two other things. I think it's Gronk all day today. You know, uh, they they just have such a special connection. Uh, Philadelphia is so bad, as I mentioned earlier, just so bad against tight ends. Worse than the league. They've given up 14 touchdowns. They've given up so many catches and yards, too. So I love the Gronk. But here's the thing, and I learned this from you. Now, you get to the playoffs. These quarterbacks want to tuck and run. No more, all right, it's the sixth game of the regular season. I can just get down, or I can throw the ball away. And we saw it last night with Josh Allen. Tuck and run. Jalen Hurts, one of those mobile quarterbacks, 52 and a half, 52 and a half rushing prop. It's a big prop. What do you expect to see from Jalen Hurts on the ground today?
1: Yeah, so uh, you bring up a good point. Yesterday, three for four, if you bet QB uh, rushes, uh, QBs over the rush props. Um, and yeah, today, you know, it's going to be much of the same. I'll tell you this relative to this game, uh, I-, I put quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts in their own category where I I often don't touch their rush props just because their numbers are so big Um, like it's a big difference right a guy like Josh Allen they hang a prop of like 27 and a half 20 and a half you know even guys like Dak today it's like 9 or 10 even when Tannehill you'll see next week it'll probably be 9 or 10 when they start hanging numbers like 50 55 because the quarterbacks normally like to run I just think you're going to be in a snag where you're really You really need them to get that big run for you, that big 15-20 yard run, because unless you believe Jalen Hurts is going to tuck and run, you know, 12-13 times today, which is possible, um, he's going to have to get there with one big run, a play breaking down, um, you know, and him and him and him getting getting through. So ultimately, um, believe it or not, Holden, I'm actually staying away from the Jalen Hurts prop. I think I think it has obviously potential to go over, but to me, it's all around him getting over the longest uh, him having a big, you know, 15, 20 yard rush. So if you can find a longest rush prop for Jalen Hurts, I'd actually prefer that versus him going over the total.
2: I was thinking about building you a shrine after Josh Allen tucked and ran and hit the over prop 39 and a half last night. And I think you got the 47 and a half, not too long later, but uh, that's an interesting point on Jalen Hurts. Uh, it, The the other thing here, let's go to the Niners at the Cowboys real quick, and then I'm going to force you to stay on for a second segment because we took way too much time on that one. You mentioned Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, not the most mobile quarterback, but a guy that can run. What do you expect out of him today? You you brought him up. Do you like him to pick up a 10-yard run and maybe crush his prop?
1: Yeah, so I had my hesitations with Dak earlier in the year, obviously recovering from an injury. Didn't seem like he wanted to run at all, and if you watched a lot of Dallas and if you watched a lot of Dallas games, you're able to tell that he had space in front of him, but he purposely was not running the football. I um, like what i see from him uh, the last two weeks prior to last week where the game really didn't matter um, because he ran four or five times. And I think that you're going to see that in the playoffs um, from him and, and from quarterbacks like him that are semi-mobile. Um, so, yeah, I, re- I really like the spot today, over 8.5. You could even have gotten 7.5 if you got it earlier. Uh, but, yeah, lo- love the spot today for Dak to, uh, to get right, one or two you. rushes to, to push him over.
2: I mean, I don't care what you have to going on next because uh, it just took too much time to go through the first game. So you'll come back and you'll talk with me, right? Is that possible? Yeah. Or is your wife going to tell you not to? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's wonderful. Yeah, we know who the boss in your family is. I'm holding Kushner. We'll continue <laughs> talking NFL playoffs here with JJ. Point spread Sunday on Vison the sports betting network.
0: If you this is point spread Sunday on visa, the sports betting network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the visa schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast, catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule go to vson.com backslash podcasts and get beating the book with Gil alexander or market insights or josh applebaum plus we got hardwood handicappers the lombardi line follow the money my guys in the desert coast to coast hoops and more they're all free they're available now vson.com backslash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Holden Kushner with uh, the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. You can subscribe to that podcast. Talk about betting Denver and Colorado sports teams four times a week. This is Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Now, I'm hanging out with my boy, JJ from Run Pure Bets. Uh, We were discussing this Tampa Bay Eagles game. Uh, and before we get it back into that, J.J., how did Saturday go for you? How did Saturday go? It was a lighter betting night for me. Hit Zay Jones over live. Got my butt kicked on the Patriots bet. And then over on Josh Allen. Uh, how was uh, Saturday for J.J.?
1: Yeah, Saturday for J.J. wasn't excellent betting-wise. It was nice to pick up some uh, extra in DFS, but even that was quite tilting um, for countless reasons. Um, yeah, the, the difference for, for me, and, and as I, every sports better can attest to, um, game of inches, right? So um, I was heavily involved with Vegas yesterday, uh, their team total, uh, them with the spread. So, you know, I kind of got nut slapped twice on that lack of touchdown late in the game. But um, either way, you know, um, felt like I had some good reads. Um, just kind of didn't, didn't land that way. Hoping for a little, little different story today.
2: Guy wins five thousand dollars in daily fantasy sports, and he had a bad day. Go, go, figure that just for a second, people. That's the type of person we're dealing with here. He had a bad day when well, five. Yeah, 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 well,
1: you know, uh, to provide just a little more clarity when you when you have three top ten finishes in a in a pretty heavy stack, top heavy DFS tournament, it is quite tilting when you know you don't have one in front of top
2: five. All right. Uh, thoughts thoughts on anything else from this Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game? I'll dig into it again a little bit later on, but uh, anything else you like besides for that Tampa Bay? What is it, the Tampa Bay team total or just the first half game total? Uh, first half game total,
1: over. Uh, that, that's the only bet okay. I made for
2: that game. Okay. Very good. Let's get into the Niners and Cowboys then. I'm really excited about this game. I got Bets spread out all over the place. I was waiting for the Niners to get the hook. So plus three and a half uh, total went up about a point. I think we're seeing it around 50 right now. Most books had opened at 49 and a half. So talk to me about this one. Uh, Dak Prescott, his receivers on the other side of things, Jimmy Garoppolo airing it out. I mean, we talk about air yards here. This guy has been pushing the ball down the field. He has magnificent weapons. I expect Eli Mitchell to go absolutely bananas this afternoon, uh, give me a little breakdown of Niners the Cowboys if you like anything from this game too.
1: Yes, yeah, it's uh, going to be my favorite bet of the entire weekend. Um, I'm a little overexposed on the San Francisco end. I just have a lot of different derivatives around them, um, have them plus the points, so I was able to get three and a half earlier in the week. Uh, I also have them over their team total, first half full game. Uh, for me, it's just a smash spot. The last time I made, this, the, the last time I was this type of exposed on a game was the last time Buffalo played New England, not yesterday. Uh, but the previous time they played New England, I was all over Buffalo in the spot. To me, I mean, this San Francisco offense is the best in football. You know, it depends how you feel about yards per play. But if you do, it's your number one offense in football. Um, and you have a very young defense in Dallas that takes a lot of chances. They're good on the outside with their corners, but they take a lot of risks. Uh, Michael Parsons is a tremendous D lineman, um, uh, DN. But you're going to see him practically on ice skates with all these counters and delays and draws. Um, You know, San Francisco is very clever with their play calling, and and credit to Shanahan and McDaniel uh, over on that side. I I just think that this is a game. It's a shame that these two teams play each other because I I would have punched both these teams into the next round had they not. Um, But either way, San Francisco, to me, is in such a smash spot against this defense, which to me I kind of flag as a bit overrated. Again, they're high-risk, high-reward defense in Dallas. Yes, Diggs has a lot of turnovers, but, again, they've given up a lot of yards. Their, Their secondary is certainly susceptible And I just don't like, when I've seen them before, I don't like how many chances they take on defense. This is not the the offense to to do that against. Um, uh, So for me, this is a complete smash smash spot for San Fran. To me, the only way San Fran doesn't win is if uh, Jimmy G pisses down his leg uh, because ultimately this, this is such a good spot for this offense and a good spot for them to advance.
2: Hey, you and I are on the same side on this. What could go wrong? I love Eli Mitchell. I love the matchup. You know, this team can run the football very well. He gets all the carries back there too. The usage is ridiculous. Thoughts on Mitchell today. I don't know if you think 80 and a half is too much. Uh, you know, I stay up till the middle of the night, wait for these props to come down. They're actually coming down in the middle of the day now. Got it at 76 and a half. Who cares about CLV? Um, because you can have a great CLV and it loses it, it doesn't matter. So talk to me, 80 and a half on Eli Mitchell. Yeah,
1: not totally against it. I'll be honest with you. It's not a bet I'm making. Uh, but definitely not against it. I think it's a game flow thing. So the good thing, you know, with San Francisco is that they're likely going to run the ball regardless of game script, you know, even if they go two, down, down two scores. We saw it last week and they were down 17. They were still running the football. Uh, however, um, you know, it, 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 I just think the recipe to beat Dallas is with a lot of play action. But to your point, the way they'll establish it is through, of course, giving it to Mitchell. Uh, it's a big number. I think it might be the biggest number of the weekend for a running back. Um, But needless to say, it can definitely get there. The schemes are great. You don't love the fact that they 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 bring in Debo for you know quite a few runs, and and I guess if if the timing's wrong, Debo will have the big run, not Mitchell. But either way, don't mind it at all. I think, like I said, I think San Francisco's offense piles up yards today. You know whether they win or lose is going to be dependent on if they actually land in the box.
2: Steelers Chiefs. I mean, we're looking eleven and a half. I wake up this morning; it's twelve and a half point favorites uh, for for Kansas City. Uh, how does Pittsburgh keep this thing close? Seriously. I mean, noodle arm, Ben, a surging chief's defense, a surging chief's offense. Talk to me here because you can run all over the Steelers. Yeah.
1: And I'd argue the one place you could beat Kansas city is, is between the tackles as well. Um, Najee Harris had a decent game last time out. Um, look, how does, how does Pittsburgh keep this close? For one thing, they don't turn the ball over. Um, You know, and it's crazy to think, you know, how how often this team turns the ball over with how often Big Ben is throwing short passes. Juju's back, you know, pending what you you know what you believe that's going to mean or how or how much his usage is or will be. Uh, The 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 lingering thing here that's interesting is not hearing a whole lot about it, but not like this whole Kansas City team's fully healthy. I mean, Tyreek's banged up, it might be Kelsey's banged up, Darrell Williams is banged up. Um, And my big thing with this game is I don't know if Kansas City has the want to step on this team's throat today. But I do ask you a question, Holden. How many points would Kansas City have to? I mean, uh, would Pittsburgh have to go up in this game early on for you to start to worry about a Kansas City money line bet? A hundred. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe even maybe even two hundred, right? Um, but that's, I mean, that's in that's all that's seriousness, the game,
2: right, they got to score in the thirties, I think, to win this game. I do, and I, and I know you think Kansas City is probably not going to hit the thirties. And the only way that they would do that is if Pittsburgh puts up points. I mean, we've seen humongous upsets in the playoffs, though, right? We've seen it before. I just – I'm having a hard time seeing the path to that, JJ.
1: Yeah, I mean, and remember, we, we watched Kansas City go down 24-0 a few years ago in the playoffs um, and win by 20. Uh, so, you know, it's not like not like this team's not, not accustomed to it anyway, even if it did happen that way. I just think the Steelers' recipe to winning is keeping um, Pittsburgh completely – completely out of the box right so I, I think you know pittsburgh's got to grind out drive they got to have long drives. if, if pittsburgh's gonna win this game it has to be of like the twenty-three twenty variety because to your point they're, they're not going to shoot with this team so uh, it's got to play low scoring the only way it plays low scoring is if pittsburgh gets first down moves the chain keeps the clock moving
2: jj thanks for having on i appreciate it uh fully expect me to rip you when you get off the air
1: <laughs> always thanks all thanks for having me
2: See you, my friend. J.J. Apresina from Run Pure Bets joining me here on Point Spread Sunday. Uh, yeah, all of his bets are horrible. Don't ever tail him. But do go to Run Pure Bets and check his stuff out. I love J.J. He's been doing this for a long time. He's really excellent at what he does, too. Um, just going back, you know, I, I think he's got some some interesting takes on this. The first half in the Tampa Bay Philly game, I think is fascinating uh, because he has the over 23 and a half. And when you do dig into the numbers, like Tampa Bay really starts to tighten up their defense in the second half, you can put up points against the Bucks in the first half. But I just wonder, given that this is an offense built around the run, a couple of bodies back at linebacker for Tampa Bay, can the Eagles put up points? Can they put up points early, especially here in the first half? Can they put up points? in this game. And I guess we're going to find out. Uh, we'll go to the top of the hour break. Come back. I want to dig deep into this Niners Cowboys game. I know I talked about it with JJ, but I have a couple bets. I'm feeling pretty good about it as well. And again, uh, I think the hook really important at this game you get three and a half. You can push a three, three and a half looking kind of sexy to me. So we'll discuss that game next. Um, we also have some props to discuss later on the show. I'm Holden Kushner with the Denver City Cast presented by Bett Rivers here on VEASAN. Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the point, the sports betting network.